Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast, your go-to source for insights and strategies in the HVAC, plumbing, and roofing industries. I'm Corey Barrier, here to guide you through transformative approaches to business and mindset. Each episode will explore unique methods, focusing on identifying and addressing the core challenges in your field. Our goal is to equip you and your team with practical solutions that foster growth and success. So whether you're tuning in for the first time or you're a longtime listener, get ready to dive into a wealth of knowledge and expertise. Let's begin our journey to success together. This is the successful life. It's Corey Barrier. Yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn. To live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Three, Successful Life Podcast is a space where you can hear stories from badass entrepreneurs and influencers that collectively have millions of listeners and followers. You get to hear their backstories and where they are currently. We discuss how precious your life is and crucial it is to live with a purpose and die knowing the person looking in the mirror today. This is the successful life. Corey Barrier, yeah, come learn with me. Take you down the path of our journeys. This is the successful life. It's time to take what you learn. Apply it to your life. It's your turn to live a successful life. You are tuning in to the Successful Life Podcast. Welcome to the Successful Life Podcast. I am your host, Corey Barrier. And today, folks, you have me. Solo episode. So look. I was watching a video yesterday, and, you know, this lady, this lady gets pulled over by a police officer. I don't know what she did wrong. I have absolutely no idea, nor do I care. But the reason this is important is because, so she gets pulled over, and whatever she did wrong, the cop obviously said he was going to detain her, and she refused to get out of the car. And I'm like, look, motherfuckers, I don't know what you think is going on in the world right now, but at the end of the day, If a dude that's got a fucking badge and a blue uniform on tells you to get out of the car, you need to get out of the goddamn car. If he tells you to do a fucking backflip, that's what you need to do because it's a police officer. We respect the people. We respect police officers. We haven't always respected them because, you know, I've been a troublemaker. But at the end of the day, that's actually not true. I got to take that back. I got to stop saying that because I... I paint this picture like I used to hate cops, but I have never really hated cops, in fact, um, except my first cousin. And I'll tell you why, because he gave me a DUI when I was 16, and I, I didn't even drink. So that's a long story, but um, it is an interesting story. And I'm going to get all – I know this is kind of a tangent, but I'll, I'll just tell you this. So when I was 15 years – or 16 years old, it was 20-some days after I got my license, I was trying to rush the girl home that I was dating at the time. And essentially, well, it was raining like hell. The last thing I remember, she was going to be late, by the way. And her her dad's a preacher. He was pretty cool. Her mom, psycho fucking path. Absolute psychopath. Well, I sold her dad a nine millimeter um, probably two, three months before that. It's a longer, it's even part of the longer story, but I'm not getting into that. So we're driving up highway 89 in mount airy and i hit this area in a hydroplane now i was probably going 85 90 miles an hour i don't i don't remember any of it in fact the last thing that i remember 
is probably um, a tenth of a mile before that when I had to turn on to Highway 89. That's literally the last thing I remember. So my car, my, my vehicle uh, hydroplane, it threw the girl that was with me outside out of the passenger window completely, like 85 feet away from the vehicle. In fact, they didn't even know she was with, she, they didn't even know she was in the wreck. And um, an 18-wheeler had to stop, had a jackknife, in order to miss her and you know it shattered her 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 foot she was literally in a well, she was in a concussion for um eight days like a like a like a out out concussion not like a tom brady a hit got hit by a football player concussion i mean like in a coma i'm sorry i'm such an idiot in a coma not not a concussion so anyway she was in a coma for eight days the other lady that i hit because I hit a lady head on when I hydroplane and she was in a coma for four days and I came out with one little scratch on the back of my head and my elbow was sore and now keep in mind I, I wasn't doing anything wrong other than I was speeding and I was inexperienced driver and so I tell you that whole story because my first cousin was just I mean about to be honest with you everybody in my city in my town hated this dude because he was you know, he, he was just a, he was just a hard ass, complete fucking hard ass. And he was all about going after people with drugs. And he was just a, just a dick. But I mean, for, for actually he got the shit kicked out, got kicked out of him sometime while he was a police officer. Like some people jumped in, beat the fuck out of him. Anyway, I think he's probably a good guy though. He <laughs> doesn't sound like it the way I just described it, but the point is, is that he smelled this pina colada spray I had in my car. And the reason I had it in my car is because the deal was I would quit smoking cigarettes in order to get my license. Well, what do you think I did? I stopped at the gas station as soon as I got my license and fired them up, right? And so I had that spray in my car so it would cover up the smell. Well, I did get knocked out in that whole situation, so it wasn't like I could explain myself. Um, I got to be honest, man, that was a disaster. It was really, uh, it was really a disastrous time. And and like I said, it was like 20, 20 uh, it was around March, it actually wasn't 20 days, it was like 18, 19 days, so like March 21st, 22nd, which is ironic, because that's my anniversary, March 22nd, that's really damn ironic, actually, long story short, or longer, um, you know, you can, look, if you live in the United States, you gotta follow what the fucking police tell you to do, like, folks, I don't think there's anybody that would disagree that we need police officers, I don't think there's anybody that would disagree that we like feeling like we are safe. Now, there could be people that have had really bad experiences with cops, and I get that. And I understand exactly what your uh, – well, I don't understand. I understand the stories that I've heard, and at the end of the day, I, I feel for people that are afraid um, because of a past experience or because of what's been – going on or because of whatever right i i don't want people to be scared of cops because i think cops for the most part have you know i think they have the right intention i, I think all the ones i know or that i have ever dealt with even when i was the you know when they were um arresting me like they were good guys right and i'm not saying that they're all good i'm not saying that i actually i don't really know the statistic of of of, of how many cops are corrupt but you know, look, when they when they busted me with drugs in 2005 or, or 2004, 2005, it was a really bad year. Um, 
you know, the guy pulled me over and I didn't really know why he pulled me over. Um, but I had four ounces of cocaine in my, in my vehicle. Um, it was all bagged up, ready to go. I mean, it was clear as day I was selling it. And, you know, so he pulled me over and he got, um, you know, he searched me. I never really kept, I never really kept any cocaine on my body, but I had gone somewhere the night before and I had that little, you know, that little thing in your jeans, in your jeans, that little pocket that it's hidden. That's where I had it. It was like a, just a little vial of whatever. And he's, he pulled it out and he said, I hope it's not what I think it is. It's exactly what you think it is. He said, all right, well, I mean, we can do this with the easy way or the hard way. I said, look, dude, what do you need to know? He's like, what else is in the car? I just told him exactly where it was because like, what am I going to do? He's going to search the fucking car. It doesn't matter what I, if I don't, if I lie to him, I'm just going to make shit worse for me and it's going to make it harder for him. Now, you know, I don't, at, at the time, I probably could care less if it made it harder for him, but now, but at the end of the day, I, I, I just, I did what they asked me to do because I wanted the best possible outcome that I could get. And, and I'll be honest with you, I got that better outcome because they allowed me to go to a rehab center and it was for six months and it was a nightmare. And, uh, you know, I am, I'm grateful that I didn't get have to go to prison. I'll tell you that. But anyway, I started this whole thing out by telling you the story about a lady that wouldn't get out of the car yesterday. And, you know, when I hear these excuses about, or when I see this lady, she gets out of the car finally, because he has to break her window, by the way, kids in the car, but all she had, dude, all she had to do was get out of the fucking car when he asked her to get out, but she didn't do it. He said, you don't, if you don't get out of the car, I'm going to break the fucking window. She was like, oh, I'm going to record you. I'm going to sue you. Da, 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 whatever. So, cop shattered the fucking window and took her out of the car. This episode of the Successful Life Podcast is brought to you by House Call Pro. Whether you're looking to streamline your operations, reduce paperwork, or boost revenue, House Call Pro is your all-in-one business solution. Transform your business today with essential tools and support designed to drive efficiency and deliver exceptional customer service. To learn more, click the link in the show notes. And put her on the ground. And naturally, you can only imagine what she said next. I can't breathe. You're joking me. I can't breathe, bitch. I, I like, come on. Like, you got your person videoing. I see you on the ground. And then, then towards the end of it, when they kind of ease up on her a little bit, it wasn't like they were kicking her ass or anything. She kicked her, she had her legs like kind of straight. And she kicked one of them back. And she's like, oh, get a, make sure you get all this on camera. And it's like, I feel so bad for the guys in uniform because, like, the guy was just doing his job. He wasn't doing anything either ridiculous he wasn't doing anything out of line he wasn't saying anything out of line he wasn't treating her any other way and if it would have if i'd have been him i'd just tased the fucking shit out of her i mean why not but you know it's this is the deal like if you you have to you look you, you really do need to respect our police officers this poor guy all over social media now and the girl and and who knows look i i know one side of the story i'm looking at it from my you know house in raleigh north carolina i don't even know who these fucking people are or where they are that's not true that is not true they're in north carolina actually 
um that's why it's important but the point is is that she's you know saying oh you you choked me and blah 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 and they're basically trying to re recreate the george floyd thing and like and so now cops are scared i'm sure are scared to death every day when they go to work because you never know what asshole is going to say that you as the cop did something wrong and the way society is right now people would believe it and that's what pisses me off about all this shit that's going on right now is i don't understand why people don't have common sense i was telling my wife this yesterday i said listen do you think most people think cops are bad i'm gonna say the majority do not believe that cops cops are bad now I'm going to say the next thing is I also don't believe that most people would – I don't think most people want to not be protected by a police officer or by a police uh, whatever, squad, whatever you want to call it, in every city. Like this whole defund the police thing, are you fucking stupid? I mean you must be stupid if you think defunding the police is the answer. Anybody that says that is a fucking moron. Like that makes – absolutely no sense not to mention not to mention let's just talk about you know the military and what that looks like if they decide which you know it is 1000% their right to decide to either leave the military or get the vaccine and there's a good percentage of people in the military that don't agree with getting the vaccine and so folks you got to really think about this what does that mean for our country? If our part of our military says, fuck it, I'll go get another job somewhere else. You can have this shit. I'm not, you, I'm not putting that shit in my body. I want you to think about that for a second. Biden has already given away $85 billion worth of goddamn uh, uh, you know, artillery and equipment and guns and, and fucking tanks and planes. And, and now we're going to reduce the military because of a vaccine i don't know about you but that makes me nervous it makes me extremely nervous to know that our basically our number one enemy first of all let's just go ahead and be very clear biden sold the country out let me say that again joe biden sold the country out why do i say that because you or anybody else has enough common sense to know you don't leave $85 billion worth of anything anywhere. You just don't do it. We are the most powerful country on the fucking planet. There is zero, there is no country that can stand up to us, no country that can, has ever been able to stand up to us because we have the strongest military, we have the strongest fucking police we have the strongest society typically we have you know we are america but really quickly i'm starting to see that america is not looking like america anymore it's looking like it's 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 looking like socialism it's looking like you know you do what we tell you to do we don't have to do that shit but we're going to tell you you have to do it and when the only agenda right now is to get everybody vaccinated, is that not raising a question in your mind? Because I've never, I, first of all, 
don't tell me I have to do anything because guess what? I'm going to do the goddamn opposite. I am not going to do whatever that thing is. And look, it, this has nothing to do with anything other than this is a choice because I grew up having freedom. I grew up being able to say what I want to say. This podcast platform is the last space for free speech. Do you understand? And it's still not free. In other words, they can take this podcast down. They could shadow ban it. They could do whatever, right? But this is the last medium where you have somewhat of a voice. This is where I can sit here and talk about whatever I want. And at the same time, I don't really give a fuck if it offends you because I do the show because I like the show. I do the show because it gives me a platform to be able to talk. So anyway, you know, folks, this is, I mean, I, I just, it is really sad to me that, that, you know, in a matter of fucking 10 months, dude, 10 months. And look, I, I know that Joe Biden has not turned this world upside down himself, but his decision-making or his lack thereof has fucked a lot of shit up. And I was listening to a study or reading a study last night when Obama, when, when, when uh, George Bush W came into office, there was a $5 trillion debt, $5 trillion debt. When he left office, it's a $10 trillion bet. Obama comes in at the end of his term. Now we're at $20 trillion. And I don't even know what we're at right now, but I believe if I'm not mistaken, I actually don't know what we are right now. So I really wish I'd finished the study, but they didn't tell me what it what it was after Trump left office. Anyway, it doesn't matter. So all I'm saying is this, like, folks, we got to pay attention because this is, this is getting so bad. This is getting so out of hand and so ridiculous that something needs to be done, dude. Like, and, and people are standing up. People are absolutely standing up. We kept our kid out of school yesterday because we are trying everything that we can do. Because, look, my daughter has a autoimmune disorder disease rather and the doctor wrote her a note and said you're not to attend uh in-person school the school literally said i don't give a fuck she's coming to school anyway and that's what happened you talk about fucking furious like i was ready to beat i was so fucking upset dude now let me ask you something in history when did a doctor's note not count for anything in school because this is fucking ridiculous if you have a doctor's note at your work that says you can't perform the job because of x y and z your employer has to accept that well i guess they don't have to but they always do right school there should be zero question whether or not the school is going to accept a physician's recommendation about my 12-year-old daughter that has an autoimmune disease. But you know what? It's 2021. They don't have to do a they don't have to do a goddamn thing they didn't want to. And guess what? That's what they said. Basically, they said, "Hey, no problem. You can keep her out of school and we're going to call child protective services." I'm like, "Are you fucking stupid?" Well, and here was the excuse. Corey that she was like, well, Corey, look, virtual's full. Bitch, what are you talking about? Virtual's full. Last year, everybody was virtual. And guess what? I use Zoom every day. 
I could put a hundred fucking people on my goddamn Zoom call. How can you tell me it's fucking full? Like, it's the most asinine thing. It's like Joe Biden saying, it's like him trying to sell the vaccine. What? A, I need to coach that motherfucker because he knows, he does not know how to sell worth a shit. You, you don't, you, good Lord. If he would have just finessed this thing the right way, if he would have just said it the right way, we wouldn't be so resistant to this vaccine. But he didn't sell this motherfucker right. He sold it through fear, through, you know, people dying, stacking up bodies left and right. This is ridiculous. And the fact that this, you know, the fact that people, you know, the fact that Facebook has so much power, right? Facebook has so much fucking power. They run the shit. They run the shit. They run everything. And so, you know, it's a pretty bizarre time we're living in right now. And I have a funny feeling, and I don't, I'm not, this is not a conspiracy or anything. I'm just, this is just me, what I think. I think we're going to see a big, I think we're going to be a, see a big shift in maybe Facebook. We may see a, shape, a big shift in, you know, well, here's the thing. Think about this for a second. Can you imagine what life would be like without Facebook? And some of you may be rolling your eyes right now thinking, oh yeah, fuck, that'd be great. But would it? I mean, society would have to retrain their fucking brains to actually not depend on Facebook for everything. And look, I run Facebook ads. I, you know, it's, I mean, it's kind of part of the deal, right? At least for most people. And so, I don't know. I just feel like that we're going to see a shift in some of the bullshit that we've been seeing over the last two years. And if we don't see a shift, folks, we're going to, we're going to be in a real pickle. We're going to be a much bigger pickle than what we're already in. And look, I don't know if this podcast makes any fucking sense or not, but this is an opportunity for me to get on here and just talk about what's on my mind, everything that's on my mind, and you just heard a lot of it. And so, you know, folks, here's what I don't understand. And, and uh, you know, I, feel free to leave me a comment or whatever. I don't even know if you could do that, but I'm assuming you probably can. Um, definitely leave me a review if you like this. By the way, five-star review. And also, listen, um, I have a I have a uh, objection crusher cheat sheet, just a quick, quick aside. Um, if you are in sales or you're a business owner, I work with business owners that are struggling with their sales team or can't seem to get their train, their sales team trained. But you can go to Corey, the sales CEO dot com. That's C-O-R-E-Y-B-E-R-R-O. No, C-O-R-E-Y-T-H-E-S-A-L-E-S-S. Oh, CEO, Jesus Christ, website.com. So it's Corey, the sales CEO.com. You can download my objection crusher cheat sheet from that uh, site. Uh, I would encourage you to do that. Go check it out. I'll have you guys know. Also, I am going to be speaking at PodFest this year. Um, I'll be, I was chosen as one of the live, you know, to do a live 30 minute keynote and i'm pretty fucking pumped about that dude i'm pretty pumped i'm like super pumped so that's going to happen november 4th and 5th um i actually speak on that friday the the, the 5th at 3 p.m and last year i think they had five thousand people there so it's going to be a decent crowd um it's going to be a lot of fun my business partner Callie keen he's coming down with coming down and and hanging out and checking things out it's going to be cool because in that same little arena that we're going to be in, it's it has um, it's it's Podfest, it's Vidfest, and then it's like a Bitcoin fest. 
So it's going to be an interesting mix because you can go to all three, right? If you get one ticket, you can visit all three of them. So it's going to be an interesting crowd. And I don't know if they normally do the Bitcoin thing, but if they don't, that should be an interesting, I mean, I would imagine that would draw out a bunch of interesting people. Um, and I bet we'll be able to learn a lot too. So uh, that's just a just really quick, shameless plug for myself. Also, uh, I have my sales CEO syndicate group coaching program, which you should definitely check out as well. Um, you want, if you want to book a call through that link I just gave you, it'll be in the show notes, CoreyTheSalesCEO.com. Then book a call with me. Let's talk about what I can do to help your sales team, help you as a business owner navigate what you need to do with your sales team. First, you got to figure out, we got to figure out what the problem is, right? The problem may not be your sales team, but the problem could be that it's you've got a bad manager. You've got um, something that you need to shore up on your end. Who knows? But we have to get into it to find that out. So if you're interested in that, by all means, check it out. Um, so anyway, PodFest is going to be a lot of fun. I got to thank my buddy, uh, Roy Kirscher, for that. He is, you know, he's such a good dude. And then the owner, Chris, got, got a chance to talk to him for a while. He is super, super great guy. And Wendy, she's a super great lady. Anyway, um, enough about that. Uh, yeah, so it's coming up. It's going to be super fucking cool, and I'm super excited. Folks, listen, I mean, prices are going up. We know that. I mean, I look at, in the grocery store, and... I mean, I'm visually seeing, it's like I told my wife probably a month ago, I said, you know, if they start raising prices, they do it gradually, we probably won't ever know, right? If it's a, if it's 25 cents here for on cheese, next week it's another 25 cents, the next week it's another 25 cents, we probably wouldn't notice it as much, but here's the deal, we can't keep up, like it's jumping significantly, like things that are normally on sale are not on sale, and they're more expensive for sure than they normally are. I mean, this is not news to anyone, but if something doesn't change, we're going to be in a world of hurt, and I don't know what needs to change. They, they fucked up not training people to unload these ships. That's what happened. They let people go during the pandemic, and now they don't have anybody to unload the damn ships, and I'm sure that's not the only thing. I'm sure that's not the only problem, but you know, on the outside looking in, which I, I'm not much on the outside, I keep, I keep you know, I keep Look, I stay my, I keep my head, just my, my, uh, my, what word am I looking for here? I don't know. I, I, I keep my head in business, right? I keep head, my head in making money and working with people and selling and helping people with sales and connecting people. And, you know, I, I enjoy that. Like, I thoroughly enjoy what I do. I love, I love seeing the look on somebody's face when, when they have done when when they've taken something that I've taught them and they've implemented it and got and, and got success from it and if you implement the things that I, that I teach you you're going to be successful and I'll tell you a story you know one of the guys that are in the syndicate um and I'm not going to tell you his name because that's the private information but um he's in the trades right there's a couple of guys that are in the trades and they work together and one of the things that I notice in the trades a lot and it could be that you're busy. It could be that you, I mean, there's a million reasons why people don't leave estimates, but I would have you think for a moment, like that makes no sense to not leave an estimate at the time you're with the customer. Why? Because they're hot right then, right? They're ready. And it's, look, they're probably not excited about your, your, your services. If you're in the trades, they're not excited about putting a new roof on. They're not excited about you coming clean out their fucking toilet. They're not excited about 
you charging them $30,000 for a whole house repipe. They're not excited about you putting solar panels on their house. People get excited because of things they enjoy. Nobody loves calling the plumber. Nobody enjoys calling the HVAC guy. Nobody enjoys calling any of these folks. But at the end of the day, we got to have them, right? And so here's the deal. You, you want to make people's lives easier, not harder. You want to make, um, look, here's what, I'm, here's what I'm saying. At the end of the day, if you come to my house for a service, for a service, right? If you're in the trade, you come to my house for a service. I want one thing and one thing only. I want you to get me the result fast. And I want you to do it right. So maybe more than one thing. And these are not ridiculous, ridiculous requests. But remember that if you're in the trades and you're listening to this, this is what people want. People want you to get in and get the fuck out. And so my point in the estimate is whenever you go through the house and you check out whatever it is you're looking at, whether it's the electric, whether it's the plumbing, whether it's HVAC, whether it's the garage door, doesn't matter what it is. The customer's ready for you to get the shit done, get in their house, get it done and get the fuck out. So you, if you leave them an estimate right then and there, the chances of them buying is 70% higher than if you leave without leaving an estimate. Same thing is if you leave out of a place that didn't, it didn't make the sale, you have a 70% chance of not making that sale if you leave because feedbacks don't, don't bring greenbacks. I'll say it again. Feedbacks do not bring greenbacks. So in other words, if somebody says, oh, I'll be back. No, you won't. You're not going to be back. That's bullshit excuse. Get out. You got the point. So if you, you know, and so my point in telling you that story is, you know, I encouraged these two gentlemen to make sure they leave the estimate before they leave the house. And sure enough, a week later, they got on the phone with me or got on the call and it's like, holy shit, you know, we did what you said and, and it worked. We closed the job. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, the thing, of course you did. Right. I mean, because. I wouldn't tell you to do it if, if I didn't know it was going to work. And so it was just, a, it's cool to see people win. It's cool to be a part of their story of their, of their winning story. Um, I like winning. I like winning more than I do anything. I, I'll be honest. I love winning. Um, and I like when other people win around me. So long story short, my point here is this. If you're in sales or you're in a trade or you're in, let's just keep it in sales, right? And, and that means if you sell a product or service, doesn't matter if you're a plumber, doesn't matter if you're a roofer, doesn't matter if you're a, a driveway person, it doesn't matter you're in sales. You're selling somebody a service or a product that they don't currently have or they need replaced. So if you're in sales, leave the damn estimate at, when you're at the house, period. Leave the estimate at the house because it gives them something tangible to hold on to or if you email it, that's fine too. Uh, but make sure it's email before you leave that driveway. So look, you need to go over that with them. You need to explain why it's important that they move on this now and for wh whatever that reason is. And it could be that your house is gonna be flooded. It could be that you're gonna, you're gonna call other people, get other estimates, which I encourage you to do. But listen, here's the phone number for this guy. And here's the phone number for this guy. And this is what you should ask for. And this is what you should look out for. I wanna educate you before you call the other places. Now, what does this do for the customer? It makes them trust you because no other salesperson is gonna say, yeah, dude, here's the number 
to my competitor, you should call them. But here's what I want you to be you pay attention to so that I don't want you to get screwed over. And I'm not suggesting they're going to screw you over. I just I've heard some of these things that have happened with this company, and I'm not saying that this is true or not, but I want you to be educated so you can look out for these things. But either way, I want you to get the estimates because at the end of the day, I know what I provide you is going to be the right thing. This solution's the right thing. I'm the right person. You know that, and I know that. But if you feel better about getting other estimates, you should do that. By the way, if price is the only thing that we're talking about, ma'am, I'm probably not going to be the cheapest. I'm just going to put that out there. I'm not going to be your cheapest person. And if price is the deciding factor, then I can give you the name and number of somebody who can give you a, a little bit less or you know a cheaper price than I can give you. Now, I can't guarantee their work like mine, but you see the point here is just be a good person, do the right thing, help the customer with what you need to help, what they need help with. And guess what? If you, if you do it and, and somebody else gets the job, guess what? You'll get the next one. It's okay. There's a lot of work going on right now. A lot of people out of work, so there's a lot of work to be had. Anyway, folks, I'm going to conclude it with that. I know this podcast was literally all over the fucking place, and, I, and that's okay. Um, that is a-okay. I want to mention that lastly, our automated deals company. And automated deals is where if you're a solar guy, if you're a solar company and you are looking for appointments, if you want pre-qualified booked appointments on your calendar, we have that service. And I've partnered with two guys. We have a full marketing team, full fun, full uh, Facebook ad team. Like, listen, if, this, if, you, if you're struggling in the trades and you need appointments, where are the people you call? And, and you could just reach out to me directly, you know, and you, all my socials will be on here at Corey Barrier on Instagram, Facebook, whatever. You could reach out to me and say, hey, dude, like, what's the deal with this automated deals? And I'll tell you. And if, you're, if your company qualifies for what we do, then we should have a conversation. But everybody doesn't qualify. We're in the pilot stage. We're in the beginning. And things are going great. But we're also learning to navigate through some things that we didn't expect, right? That's what happens in business. And at the end of the day, we're doing, you know, we're getting a lot of data. We're getting a lot of market research. We're understanding, niching down to our ideal person. And we know the industry that's going, that we, that we like to work in, which is the solar industry, because we understand what it takes to run the ad to get the, to get the, to get the, the appointment, right? We understand we have that completely dialed in. Now, what we don't necessarily have dialed in, which I have dialed in, but is we can't control if you, the customer of ours, if you close the deal. Like we do all the all the all the front loading. We get the we we make sure it's qualified. We make sure they're the homeowner. We make sure they're the person. We make sure they're going to be home. We make sure it gets booked on your calendar. Now I can't, you know, I can't sell it for you. If that's the case, I don't need you. Right, so you can't expect me to also close the fucking deal for you, and and then and then you get the commission. So, if you're not a great salesperson, then you need to reach out to me for that reason, because we're we we're not going to bring on anybody that is not seasoned in solar. Why? Because we have done that, and you know it's a it's a massive struggle, and and there's a big deal in the solar industry right now, that you know these dealer a lot of dealers are handing out you know let's just call it licenses i don't really know what it is but 
the ability to sell solar, right? Here's, a, here's your ability to sell solar, go out and sell it, but I'm not gonna train you and I'm not gonna give you any support, go have at it. And that's, and that's the problem. That's a massive fucking problem in the solar industry because, um, because you gotta get a bunch of guys out there that maybe they have a sales experience, but they probably do. They probably do have sales experience, but solar's different. There's a lot of moving parts to solar. There's a lot of things that are different in that sales process. There's a lot of things you have to do or you have to shore up. You have to make sure it's right before you can continue with the deal. And it's a fairly, I mean, it's a, it's a decently long sales cycle for a trade. I mean, you're looking at a couple of three, four months. And before long, it's going to be even longer than that if, if the supply chain does, doesn't shore up. So, you know. You got to have some experience in solar or you at least you've got to have somebody that will teach you the ropes teach you what to do if you don't know what to do you're going to get eaten up, eaten up out there because it's a hard sell and guess what there's a bunch of motherfuckers out there that suck that are trying to sell solar and they're spoiling it for the people that actually know how to sell solar which really upsets me and it really pisses me off because if you don't know about your product or service, you shouldn't be fucking selling it. If you don't understand what solar panels do, stop selling them. If you don't understand the process of how they, everything goes down, the installation, stop selling it. It's not, that's not the right thing to do. You cannot, in good faith, serve the customer the way they need to be served if you have not been trained. I'm gonna say that again. You cannot serve the customer the way they need to be served if you have not been trained and you should not be selling whatever it is you're selling if you haven't been trained so folks don't believe the lie that anybody can sell solar don't believe the lie that anybody can sell anything because it takes us for a certain skill it takes a finesse it takes it takes practice it takes role play it takes what it takes and at the end of the day it is not a super easy job and i'm going to tell you something the reason sales is such a hard job for most people is they can't they can't take the abuse. They can't take the, I call it getting kicked in the teeth because that's exactly what it feels like. Customers kicking you in the teeth constantly. But at the end of the day, you're gonna get better at that. I've gotten better at that because I lead the customer to the answer that I want, not the answer they wanna give me. And the reason I do that is because I know the outcome I have in mind for them is better than what they have in mind. Because I know what I'm doing and I know that they don't, they don't, you know, they don't necessarily know what I know. I don't know if that made any sense or not. And I said I was going to end this a few minutes ago, but then I kind of went off on a tangent. All right, folks, I am going to end it there. Listen, you can just look, go to Corey with an E, Corey, C-O-R-E-Y, the sales CEO dot com and download my one page objection crusher cheat sheet. Do that now. I can put the link in below. Also, go to my YouTube channel. Go check out my social media. I want you to go check out everything that I'm doing because we are we're doing pretty big things, I'll be honest with you. And also, the Solar Prize cha Challenge. I believe I'm going to win that. And that's a $50,000 prize. I just entered it probably a little bit less than a month ago. Um, and this is from the Department of Energy. So if I win this, it's going to be big. It's going to be really fucking big. I mean, it's fifty thousand dollars that I could use towards our solar company. Next prize is a hundred. Anyway, I'm going to win that bad boy. So, 
you guys have a great day. Thank you for listening. And if you took anything away from this podcast, make sure you subscribe, leave a review, and go check out some other episodes on SuccessfulLifePodcast.com. This is the Successful Life. Thank you for tuning into the Successful Life Podcast. We hope today's insights have ignited your passion and provided tools to shape your leadership journey. Remember, greatness is a journey, not a destination. Continue your pursuit by exploring more resources and insights over at CoreyBarrier.com. Until next time, keep leading, keep learning, and keep striving for excellence. Stay inspired and see you on the next episode.